is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, your host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show and our licensed real estate agent from Remax Results, Miss Mimi Shoneman. Hello, Mimi. Good morning. It is a lovely day. I'm so glad to have you in here. You look bright and sunny. We're going to have some great information for all of our my talkers out there today. 77 yeah. and almost no humidity. I know. In That's comparison to those steamy days that we had, this oh, is perfect. Yes, it is. It's very perfect. Right. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about a mismatch of things today. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to give everybody a little bit of a market update, what's going on in the Twin Cities from the Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors. We're also going to be talking a little bit about mortgage forbearances and what's happening in that world. Because that does seem to change from week to week. So it's good to help people stay yep. in, in front of all of that. Yep. And we're going to talk a little bit about the FHA mm-hmm. and what's going on uh, for with their effort to expand home ret- retention measures. And right now is the perfect time for people to be thinking about What's going on on the outside of their house if they're thinking about putting it on the market? And there's a lot of activity right now. And so we're doing consultations with folks to talk with them about, you know, from our perspective, from a real estate perspe- perspective, right. from our eyes, looking at their house. And, you know, I can say to you, Miss Shannon, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when you look at your house, you see a certain set of things. Right. And you don't see it the same way that maybe a buyer would see it or uh, a potential realtor would see it. And so we're going to talk with you about what buyers are looking for from a buyer's eyes. And then we're also going to talk about closing costs mm-hmm. because we get a lot of questions about exactly what the heck is that, um, especially if you've never bought a house or if it's been a long time since you've bought a house. Why are there closing costs and what exactly goes into those? Right. And so we've got a lot to cover, but we we also want to encourage everybody to call in mm-hmm. and ask us your questions because today's kind of like a freebie day. Right. We're just going to go with the flow and take everybody's questions if it has to do with this topic or if it doesn't. Right. And that number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. It's also a great way for you to call in, talk to our producer, Sonny, and she will get you a copy of those by, uh, things to consider when buying a home and things to consider when selling a home. So, you know, a lot of us need to have that, you know, that goal in those bookmarks, like uh, those bullet points, I mean. So you can sit there and go, I'm thinking about X. This is a good way for you to start that process and go, what do I have to think about first? What's the order that I should do things in? You know, am I ready? And if I'm not ready, how do I get ready? A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, so we have a checklist of probably over 250 items that goes into the process of buying and selling property. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have things that we're looking for that we'll be doing to help folks. Um, We understand that it's a scary time, even still. And we understand that the COVID numbers are going back up again and it's kind of up and down. And depending on where you are in the world, it's still scary. And we understand that. And so if you have questions with with regard to selling your house during a COVID period, even though this has been going on for how many months now? Yes, exactly. Three months, four months. I don't even know. No, it was much longer than that. (laughs) You know, we're in a time warp here. (laughs) Agreed. But, um, you know, so we want to make sure that you understand that the market in the Twin Cities is still very strong 
and we're still selling property and people are still buying and selling. There's right. always a season in people's lives when that's necessary. So don't be afraid to call us with whatever concerns or questions that you have. Um, so I wanted to just, we haven't done a market update in quite a while from the Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors. And right. so um, for the week ending June 27th, they did a survey. The National Association of Realtors shared their latest Realtors Confidence Index survey. And this was over 4,000 members that there were nearly three offers for every home sold in May. Okay. Wow. Okay. All so right. mm-hmm. multiple offers are still very strong. And that is up from a little more than two offers for every home sold in April survey. So for anyone out there that was saying, okay, nobody's going to want to come and look at my house right now. You're going, that's not the case. Well, for everybody out there that thinks that they're smarter than the system or that they think that they can game it mm-hmm. because they think, oh, it's COVID. People are afraid. I'm going to lowball them. That's a foolish tactic if you really have a goal right. of wanting to own a home. Right. Um, so multiple offers are still very much prevalent in this area. Buyer activity seen in both showings and pending sales has also been strong, while seller activity seen in new listings has lagged a bit. And that's suggesting that multiple offer situations continue to be common and will likely remain to be so in the mm-hmm. n- near future. So just expect that that's the reality out there. So when, right. I, when I'm meeting with people... You know, I'm a kind of a bottom line kind of girl. And so sometimes that can be off-putting. I get it. Um, But I think that that's a better tactic than me to try to just tell you what you want to hear. Right? Right. So, Ms. Shannon, you and I are going out and we're looking at houses or we're having a consultation and we're trying to set boundaries on what price point should you be looking at. Um, so if you can qualify for, let's just say, 300 Right. And you say, well, I want to see everything that's 300 can you go higher than 300, Ms. Shannon? Mm, no. Let's okay. say no. All right. So what's going to happen to you if you go into a multiple offer situation? I don't have any room. What's your strategy? Yeah. So do you have anything that you can do? Um, mow their yard? Maybe wash their <laughs> Write them a letter? Can yeah. I write them another letter? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. No. So you need to be thinking about those kinds of things to set yourself up for success. Now, a realtor has no benefit whatsoever to tell you something that isn't going to help you right. because we get paid on commission, mm-hmm. right? So there's nothing in it for me to tell you something that I don't believe is true. Right. So if you're sensitive and that's that's hard for you to hear and you need to work with somebody that's going to tell you what you want to hear, you might need to get a brand new agent that doesn't know any better. Right. Or just try to go out there and knock on doors. Well, I think what you're trying to also encourage people to do is, you know, trust you that you're doing this research on their benefit. So it's like if this is what the house is worth, you'll tell them this is too much or this is too little. Let's just be realistic. Well, we want to help people. Mm -hmm. And if you tell me your goal is to own own a house and we know that right now is a great time to buy because of interest rates being historically low. Agreed. Um, that our goal is only to help you achieve that end goal. Um, so I'm going to be thinking of all the strategies that I know about that would help you win. We're also going to be helping to source properties for right. you, but we don't want to set you up for failure. So, and you wouldn't want us to set you up no. for failure. It's like, why is this not working? You know, so. and time is precious. If we go back to that, where it's like, you know, we say time is money, but by that we also mean that time is precious. And if you only, you know, if this is things that you're you're taking time away from work or your family going around looking at things that you're not going to be able to buy, this just seems really frustrating and demoralizing for you as well. Well, you know, as a buyer, exactly. You know, time 100 percent is money for both sides, Mm -hmm. um, for all sides, for the seller, for the buyer, for the agent, for all of the service providers that go into the transaction. 
And so it's normal. I'm just going to say it's extremely normal to have fear during this process, whether you've done it before or whether you haven't. Because when you did it before, let's say that was five to seven years ago, that was a different world. And so we are living in the present right now, understanding all the limitations, all the fears, all the things that go on. Right. And so this is not a time to play. So we, we recognize that. But if you do have fear, you've got to step up and tell us that you have fear. And so that we can help you to try to figure out what the core of that is and whether it's fixable or whether it isn't. Right. You know, and so I can't do anything to overcome your fears, Ms. Shannon. Right. I can talk about it with you and I do. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, you know, all the things that I know that are important for you to consider. Right. But at the end of the day, if you can't pull the trigger because there's something in you that's paralyzing, you've got to face that. Right. And you can't necessarily always face it alone. Sometimes you need to come up and let's talk it through. Let's get to the core of this and see what is it? Have you seen somebody that struggled, that lost their house? Um, Are are you really living too close to the edge of your budget? Yes. Where you've got champagne taste, but you've just got a Coke budget, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or what is it about it? Is it the maintenance? Do you not do you not feel certain that you're going to stay in the area? You think, oh, well, the job uncertainty, maybe I'm going to have to go someplace else. And then that exactly. There's a lot of reasons why people hesitate and we're recognizing what those are. But I can't help you and I can't help to understand what you're going through. If you won't share that stuff with me and let me be a part of the solution. Right. And, and that's I think me that, and, and every realtor. Right. Right. We, we have got to understand that we're not the enemy. We are actually your teammate. Right. And so you want to find someone that communicates to you in a certain way so that you can go. How do we go through this process before? And I think an interesting thing you brought up is like one of the things might be you just bought a house five to seven years ago and now you're upgrading or you're transitioning or something changed in your life. And so knowing that it's also in your best interest as the realtor to be, you know, you're not only working on referrals like, yeah, it makes a difference for me that we had a good relationship because I'll tell my friend about you. But it also might be with real talk. Ten years from now, you're still going to be in the business and I might be looking at a different re- a different house or upgrading or moving to someplace else or now it's an investment property. And so you're also trying to work on that long term relationship as well. Yes, all the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, I would rather after the transaction is over for somebody to say, you know what? I didn't always like what she said. But she had my back. Right. And she was really looking out for me at the end of the day and her team. And we made it all the way through to the end and we accomplished the goal. And so that to me is the best compliment ever. Not just that you felt, you know, warm and fuzzy. Right. Well, we have some great information we're going to talk to you today. Got a grab bag of amazing information. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon here with my friend from the Red Hot Real Estate Group, Mimi Shoneman. She is here. So, and you are definitely my friend. You put up with all my crazy questions. So, well. I encourage anybody, if you have a question, even if you're like, I'm not sure how to say this quite right, call us. Just call us. Get it out of there. Get out into the open and we will help you out. The number is six. Okay, so we're just going to finish up with a few numbers and then we're going to start talking about mortgage forbearances. Um, So for new for the Twin Cities whole region, uh, the week ending June 27th, new listings decreased almost 17 percent. Okay, Okay, that's not the number that we want. We want to go up. Um, It's 1612 for new listings and pending sales increased 3 percent to 1606 
inventory decreased 25 percent historically is this the kind of like the the time of year where there's a where we start to kind of shut down or do you think it's some other factor that's affecting that you know it almost feels like um it it feels like a delay okay from what would be a normal spring market you know we've all just waited you know at the beginning and so now it kind of feels like that's what's happening fair enough so we were historically low to begin with. And so people are just trying to figure out when is a good time to time it? What's happening in the world? How is that going to affect me? Right. Um, so with the inventory decreasing 25%, we, for the whole metro area, only had 9,700 homes. Okay, that's a lot mm-hmm. for so many counties. Um, and for the whole month of May, I uh, understand that this report is like in the arrears. Okay. A median sales price increased three and a half percent. Now we're sitting right under 295000 So the price went up even though our interest rates were going down a little bit. Yes. Okay. And so uh, maybe a month ago we were at like two eighty five. So we're up mm-hmm. and we're almost at 300000 y'all. And so when you are in that price bracket of looking uh, if you're looking under 300, understand that you are in the most pressurized price range that there is. Fair enough. Okay. So so that goes back into when you're normally suggesting that people speak to a, a quality mortgage consultant and start working all these things. You're saying there's is get in the get in the pipeline and start working on getting all of your processes in order so that when you find the house. You can make it as seamless as possible because there's already going to be hoops, right? Uh, There's going to be things that you need to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we can't control the market. None of us can. Um, So if if I tell you, Ms. Shannon, well, I really need to spend 200000 and I have to go as a buyer where $200,000 houses is. I can't just snap my fingers right and wish that it would happen in this particular neighborhood or this happens yeah yeah well mm-hmm. i don't like that neighborhood or i don't like that street okay well what can we do mm-hmm. do you want to stop looking do you want to keep paying rent to the man and let it keep going up 100 bucks a month until you are homeless right you know so let's work with work together to solve this problem so if i know that xyz neighborhood you can get a home for 200,000 that's what I'm going to talk with you about. Right. I know you want to live in the most expensive neighborhood that you can afford. And all of us do. All mm-hmm. of us do. We exactly. want to get as much as possible. So that's normal. But we also have to have a dose of reality of what's happening out there. Um, and it's frustrating for all of us. Mm-hmm. But this is a team effort. And so you just have to know that owning a home, in my opinion, is better than renting all right. day long, no matter where you have to live. And if, oh, I don't want to commute five more minutes in that direction. Okay. I, that, you know, <laughs> you know, what am I going to, what, what, what can we do with that? Right. You, you know, know, and I do think it's always, you know, trying to uh, reset people's mindset about how this is uh, an opportunity and how you're helping them build for the future and that it's very difficult to expect, ex, expect perfection. In the world that we live in right now. You know, it's just I do, not the way it works. I do think that we sit down and in our mind, we build up our perfect list. Yes. And our perfect list has all of the things that that's what we really want. That's what we're going to shoot for. But then once we get looking at the perfect list, if we don't have some wiggle room, especially in the budget, then we start to compromise. Right. Okay. So it's just like when you go shopping for clothes. You know, I really want that $500 outfit from Nordstrom's, mm-hmm. but... 
I probably ought to be going to Goodwill. <laughs> right. You Sometimes know. that's real. That's just real. Yeah. And if you don't like a bottom line kind of girl, I'm probably not going to be the right person for you. But still, I mean, I, just as your friend, I'm going to say this as well. You're very bottom line, but you're also going to make that stuff from Goodwill look good. You know? You're not telling them that you shouldn't get the cute stuff at Goodwill as a Goodwill you, shopper. I'm just telling you, it's a budget thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got make, no hate. You know, as we put it, you know, I mean, you and I are both Southern enough. You know how to make, you know, caviar out of Listen, catfish. And I can that's turn, what we're doing. I can turn it all and look, make it look good. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And that's the point is that you'll also give them the resources and the and the suggestions on how things can be better for them. We're not going, hey, give up all your hopes and dreams. We're going, how about you pivot into this manageable process so that you can eventually grow and meet whatever your final uh, destination is? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so my goal, you know, I understand that home ownership is the fastest way for generational wealth. Right. Agree. Period. Can I get an amen? Yes. Amen. Okay. Amen. So, yes. mm-hmm. you know, if we can get you into out of the rental situation and into a home where we can start that process, just know that doesn't have to be the house you marry for the rest of your life. Right. Okay. You can take that, build it up, make it cute, put some paint on it, lipstick, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And we can help you talk about what those kinds of things that you can do to improve it. And then let's turn around and sell it once it's appreciated and get you into something else. And maybe a single family home's not the right way for you. Maybe a, a town home is the right way to start. Maybe if you're able to get into a duplex, right. if you can find one, that is a brilliant strategy mm-hmm. in my uh, humble opinion. And wouldn't you agree? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. So bottom line with this, and we'll move on to mortgage forbearances. We're looking at 2.1 months of inventory when a normal market is between five and six. So we're a third of what's normal. So, you know, please be patient with your real estate professional. They're doing what they can to find bones. They're Mm -hmm. uncovering bones for everybody. Right. Okay. So mortgage forbearances, they dropped to a two month low and we've got 4.14 million borrowers that were in forbearance this past week. That's 7.8% of all mortgages. So, just sit with that that, that drama for right. just a quick minute. 7% of everyone who has a mortgage put it in a forbearance over the last, what time period was that again? Last week. This, okay. From last week, this, these numbers are 4.14 million borrowers in forbearance last week. That's almost 8% of all mortgages. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So they're... Based on that, that's a two-month low, uh, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, And that's according to Black Knight, and they reported that on Friday. And the number dropped by 435,000 from last week, and that's the largest decline of since the pandemic started, according to the Black Knight report. When you say it drops, you mean that people came out of forbearance, so they were able to catch up and go back to making their standard yes. payments? Okay. Yes, yeah, so that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And... Measured as a share of all mortgages, the forbearance rate fell to 7.8% from 8.6% the week before. And the decline comes as the number of COVID-19 infections spike to Mm -hmm. record levels in several of the nation's largest states. And that includes Texas, California, and that which could fuel the layoffs. So also looming is the July 31st expiration date of the cares act okay and that beefed up unemployment benefits that led to the increase in forbearance requests okay Mm -hmm. so that's going to go away maybe on the 31st so recent spikes in covid19 around much of the country and the scheduled expiration of expanded unemployment benefits that both represent significant uncertainty for the weeks ahead and that's from andy walden an economist and director of market research for black knight okay 
Um, about 6% of mortgages backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are now in forbearance, and that's down 6.8% last week. And that's about 1.7 million mortgages with an unpaid principal balance totaling about $354 billion with a B. Wow, okay. Okay, about 6% of mortgages backed by Fannie Mae's, $354 billion. And about 11.6% of home loans backed by the FHA and the VA, which are Federal Housing Administration and Veterans Administration, have suspended payments down from 12.3% last week. So the Black Knight report said that's about 1.4 million home loans with an unpaid balance, principal balance of 240 billion. Um, so that's significant, right? Uh, but it's moving in the right direction mm-hmm. as unemployment numbers start to improve, right? So it's good to give all this information, and also might help you calm down if you go. I can be in this one. I'm going to be able to keep my house. We're going to have some tips on how people can be more solvent, and when we're talking about those FHA properties, and then give you some tips on what you can do with your summer curb appeal here with the Red Hot Real Estate Group's Mimi Shoneman on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 107.1 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon here with my friend from the Red Hot Real Estate Group, Mimi Shoneman. We gave you a bunch of information about what was going on out in the market. So if you have any questions, you can call us at 651-641-1071 because I know there was a lot of numbers. So if you need us to like demystify any of that information... Today's a great day for you to call. Absolutely. And we also have it on our podcast. Right. Exactly. So you can go and listen to it on demand. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of that, we do have uh, a lot of really good links posted on our show page. Right. We've got a place where you can go and shop for property on the MLS. And we also have a place where you can request uh, equity evaluation of oh. your property. So okay. you can check that out and uh, information on how you get a hold of us during the week. Right. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit more about home ownership and how that builds wealth. And so the percentage of homeowners that had equity in 2020, 42.1% had significant equity in their house. Okay. Um, It's significant over 2008 where almost hardly anyone had equity in their house. So they were equity stripping. Mm -hmm. And so we want to let people know that that even though things may sound bad and depending on what source that you're you're looking at, that there's significant improvement over when we had the recession. Right. And so it just seems really different as someone who went through that scenario and 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 was, you know, went from paying my payments on my house and watching my house not be worth what it was worth. It does feel different this time. How does, does it feel, feel different, different to you? You know, it just feels, you know, like the, like the fact that that was, you know, 2008 seems like a really long time ago, but it wasn't. But it's an, it's close enough that in memory I can go, well, how did I get through that? And how did I feel? And I can get in front of it this time. So it feels like everybody's like, here's what happened last time. How can we make it not that bad? And they, you know, like even with the way that, you know, when we were talking before about forbearances for a lot of people, the process is different for people now. There seems to be more resources for them and there seems to be more people like you and our mortgage experts that are explaining what really happens to you if you do this forbearance. How does that affect you? And if you want that as an option, that's fine. But maybe here's some other options for you as well. Well, we have to understand that we're all kind of doing a drive by feel right now and Rules and regulations regarding forbearance are changing on the minute. Right. And so we're all just trying to do our best to keep up with what's going to happen. But what we do know at the end of the day, that even if they give you the forbearance for a while, 
that they're at some point in time going to want their money. Exactly. Okay. So mm-hmm. we have to prepare for that. Right. And, you know, so that's why you need to be talking to your servicer on the regular and making sure that you understand what their rules are and what their regulations are, especially if you are in forbearance. Right. You want to make sure that you're doing it right and that your servicer is the only one that really can guide you on exactly what their process is. Right. So anyway, um, now we're going to talk about something fun. Okay. Okay. So right now being beautiful weather time and we're, you know, everybody's feeling better about being able to be outside and have some freedom to be out there, enjoy the weather, watch the animals, that sort of thing. Now's the time to start working on the outside of your house. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I meet with somebody for the first time and they're like, I don't even know where to start. Well, if we're in the summer, we start on the outside. Mm -hmm. While you can. While you can. And there's a lot of things that need to be, let's just say, cleaned. Mm -hmm. And so the best thing, in my opinion, is to get yourself a pressure washer, either rent one or buy one. They're not terribly expensive, but if, or you could even borrow one. Yeah. There's lots of your friends, I'm sure, that have them. But you not only want to get your house done, you want to get the deck, your driveway, the patio, your roof, and your fence. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the thing that's most obvious is your house. And so when people walk up to your doorway, Miss Shannon, yes. and they see stains on there, they see cobwebs. They see bugs. They see dirt. Right. Why is that an issue? I'm going to let you answer this question. Well, it just looks like it's in disrepair. You know, it looks like people don't take care of this house. And I think that also, let's say that you're thinking you're going to put it on the market. I'm just using myself as an example. You feel so much better when your house is clean. Like like when you walk up to your door, it feels like a weight is lifted if you've just spent the time to get a broom and get those cobwebs out of there and look at your door. 100%. Mm -hmm. But to your point, what people are thinking is if if the house is getting ready to be on the market and it's dirty, what else important haven't they done? Have they taken care of the roof? Are they down? You know, what's the furnace look like? What's the inside of this house look like? I don't even want to go inside. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so if you happen to have a roof, let's just start with your roof and it's dirty. And a lot of roofs are, you know, because you how do you get up there and clean those things? Right. It's not easy. Um, You want to maybe sure try and hire somebody to go up and give your roof a cleaning because people are going to judge the roof by it being dirty on whether it's still got uh, a lifespan Mm -hmm. left in it. And so if a roof is older than 20 years old, it may cause an issue with your buyer being able to get good insurance on it. So you want it to look as good as possible for a, the buyer and B, you know, so that they can feel like they're making a good decision with buying a house with a roof your age. Right. So, you know, doing the proper cleaning um, with regard to your fencing, um, if you're if you've got any peeling or chipping paint, let me just give you some advice. Don't just power wash the heck out of it. Put a tarp down. OK, because mm-hmm. if the peeling paint lands on the ground, what happens? Then you got to go clean it you up gotta, later. It's really hard to clean up. I you, know from experience. You, <laughs> that was hard. You got to get a wet vac or something and you're you're vacuuming and that And can up. I just tell you that <laughs> using your wet vac out in the ground, because I did that, it's harder than you think. Because now all the dirt and the rocks and the, you know how many times I had to stop it and then shake all the rocks out of my wet vac yes. just to get those paint chicks up? And it was, it was no fun. It was quite an adventure. Yes. So, yeah. So just put down a tarp. Do yourself some favor. Throw some old sheets down there or something. Get, do something that can can be disposed of because if mm-hmm. it's chipping peeling paint on an older than 1978 house then you're just done it probably had lead in and you just want to get rid of it get safely. rid of it mm-hmm. yeah 
for sure. Um, so do that. And then if, of course, it, you've knocked off all the paint, what's the next thing you need to do? You need to paint. Right. And be careful because sometimes if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the power washer, it'll knock off other things other than the paint. You're like, oh, now I got to fix that hole. You might, <laughs> you might want to try it. I came out a little aggressive. Yes. You might want to try it in a very, un, in an area where you can just quickly fix that. Exactly. Um, okay. So the other thing I hear from a lot of folks when we're talking about housing and, and curb appeal is, especially if you, there's just something about your plants that become very personal to you. They are, it's becomes part of your family. You don't want to kill them. You don't, you want to let them die their natural death. Right. So I just have to tell you as somebody who went through that with a, with a, like a landscape remodel, it's painful to see people dig up. We have to dig them all up. Perfectly live plants. But if you've got really old, old plants, trees, shrubs, things like that, that are all kind of manner of crazy, they're up and down, they're, they're out especially the trees that go up and they hide your bay window when you've got a beautiful window. Or if you can't see the door from the street because you've got a wonky tree or a bush, right. do yourself a favor and pray about it. <laughs> take, do some deep breathing and ca- some mantras so that you can calm down and take it yeah, out. Mm-hmm. You, you might want to just cut the thing down. Cut it down. And it will be... It will be so freeing. Right. You may have never even seen your own house. You know what? I feel bad because a friend of mine just had to go through that, but they had too many trees in their backyard, you know, where they just couldn't do it after a while. And so they had to remove some of the trees and it was a, it took them two years to talk themselves into doing it. Well, and now they're like, oh, we can see the sky. You know, so I feel bad. It's bad. You know, Mm -hmm. you hate it. And I'm not talking about like, you know, leveling it for like a subdivision, Mm -mm. Um, but just, you know. And if you if you're struggling with this, this is something that we'll talk with you about. Call us. We do these consultations for folks that we're working with. Um, But I especially have a a property in mind where when you walk in from the street, um, it's got a really nice flat front yard and you come up a a nice kind of windy uh, concrete step and then you get to the front door. We you never saw the front door till you're standing on the stoop. Okay, and so that's a thing. You know, you got branches hanging down all over the place. You've got big arborvitaes that are up and down in front of the thing that they've been trimmed and they're growing to the, you know, jack and a beanstalk so you can get to the sky. <laughs> you know, just know that you can take those down and right. that will actually probably benefit you significantly. Um, it may have sheltered some things that you're going to have to touch up. Right. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. so if, if, for instance, the paint is faded and it's all different colors, it may you know, be something else that you need to maintain, but give it a fresh, clean thing. Right. Okay. So decorative planters, if you are on the up other side of the whole process and you really don't have any plant life, you know, it's just kind of bare. You might want to think about adding some different height planters with different colored plants Okay. or, or flowers so that it gives your you're looking for things that kind of give your house a pop mm-hmm. and that make people kind of feel relaxed. Right. And, and there's some easy ones out there. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so you can do that easily enough. Uh, stagger the height or just put two that are the same exact height on one side and the other. And it really does make a big difference on how appealing your house looks from the curb. Um, so let's talk about the door. So sometimes houses have multiple doors Mm -hmm. and if you're standing on the street and you're looking at the front of the house and if you're the house, it's got two doors. Right. 
one of the things that we've had feedback about for people that have had those types of houses is they don't know where to go. And so while that doesn't seem like a big thing, if anything that causes confusion or causes a buyer to stop and pause is not in a seller's best interest. Okay. So what we want to do is have a door that can be seen and that's attractive from the street. So complementary colors, um, something that's different from the color of the siding. So are you saying, let's say I have a blue house because I have a blue house. So if I had, if you could see both of my doors from the street, would it make sense to have the focal point door be like a red and then the other door be a neutral color or closer to the blue? Or how do you make one more, you know, do I put a welcome mat out in front of one and not in front of the other one? Like, how do I handle that? Well, we're talking about just the front. Okay. Just the front door. So depending on what color your roof is, and what color your siding is and, okay. your, and your trim yes. is going to determine what color palette you can use to pick your door color. And so what we want to be able to do is to see contrast from the street. Okay. And that gives uh, an element of, of balance. Mm-hmm. And so that's really important. So I've, I've just been working with a client that's got a beautiful home and it's all that dark army green. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And from the street you couldn't see the door and the door was painted when you got up up to it it was like a reddish brown okay but it was so it just blended blended yeah in with the green that you couldn't see it from the street but yet they'd done the work to to put new windows in and had new white trim and everything looked good and i said you're gonna hate me for this but i really want you to paint the door Mm -hmm. and I, i think white would be the right choice um, because it will go nicely with your roof and also with your your trim around your windows. And I'll see it from the street and it'll give the contrast that we're looking for looked amazing. Wonderful. Easy stuff. Easy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it took a little time. It wasn't fun. You know, nobody wants to be told, you know, yeah, you really should do that. But it makes a big difference to the buyer and it be, it becomes very inviting. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Mimi Shoneman, reminding that you can get this information in all our previous episodes. Just go to MyTalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot. Listen to it at your leisure. Even if you just thought we were funny and we said something kind of cute. You can listen to it again. It's a perfect go. time. Yep. Yeah. And feel free to call us during the week for mm-hmm. with all of your real estate questions or mortgage questions. We can connect you with one of our mortgage experts right. during the week. But you can reach me directly, 651-578-2218 or Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com. So do we have some more things to talk about during their summer curb appeal list? Yes, you have over there? 100%. Mm-hmm. So I was t- consulting with uh, a w- a couple that had a uh, an older two-story home mm-hmm. and I was looking at it and it was just kind of nondescript okay really nondescript and it was kind of like when I pulled it up uh, and looked at it online before I went it was like huh, you had that right huh, opinion but when you got in it it was like oh so inside it was great so inside it had huge potential okay um but on the outside, not so. It was just kind of, it wasn't bad. It was just drab. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And so there were lots of ideas that I had for that particular instance that could have taken that home from a, eh, to a really good. Right. And so that's kind of what we do. And the thing is, is you've got to do something to lure people, to make them want to explore your house faster mm-hmm. online. Everything's about the photos and you just get a mega second for people to be able to look at it. If they're not swiping you to the left faster than right. you can, you know, sneeze. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. You want them to pause for a second, go, Oh, that's cute. And then make them lure them in so that they want to see more of what that house is all about. 
That's why curb appeal is imp- important. And if you happen to not have a, a house that has the great curb appeal, you can't do anything about it. You feel call us because right. we will have lots of cheap options for you that you can do that will at least enhance it. Mm-hmm. So that's what and this list that we're talking about today, completely available to you. Right. If you'd like a copy of it, we'll Perfect. just email it. And we're not saying things. I, I like that you said that they were there. These are cost effective options. So we're not saying that you got to go out there, gut everything, spend all your money at the patio store. So <laughs> yeah. uh, in no way does this have replace your siding, replace your roof right. on this list. Right. Everything completely DIY, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So um, lighting, lighting yes. makes a huge difference. Um, it's, you know, if you're talking to a designer, they have their own opinion and scale ratio of how big your exterior fixtures ought to be okay. compared to your house. And you see a lot of houses, once you know this thing, that their, their exterior lighting is not in scale with the size of their house. Okay. Okay. But if you're the person that's just got, you know, dated ones, you've got those old brass that are kind of now rusty. Mm-hmm. Maybe what you can do is just give them a good cleaning and then you can go to the hardware store and tell them what you've got and get some paint yep. and paint over those areas and give it a facelift. Right. Because you could do all kinds of different finishes. You can do the oil rub bronze mm-hmm. and cover over that rust and it'd be looking oh, like I a saw brand some new hammered, thing. hammered copper I saw yeah. when I was looking at paint. <laughs> I was like, that sounds fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So those are the kind of things that you can do, but you definitely want them to be clean with clean bulbs. So that when you turn them on, they're nice and bright. They're nice and bright for the the buyer. They're nice and bright for the photographer. Right. So, okay, let's talk about your fence in the backyard. Okay. So if you are ha- we talking chain link or a a a, a wooden fence? We're what talking. Kind of fence are you we're think? talking both. Okay. Okay. So chain link that's a little difficult because they tend to rust. Okay. So what you want to do is you want to go to the hardware store and tell them what you're doing. The application. So mm-hmm. you can get some rust product to spray on there. You know, just take a board or something behind it, spray it so that the the spray doesn't go over somebody else's yard. Right. And make it kind of have a, a renewed look, especially if yours is particularly rusty. Fair enough. Okay. But with a wood fence, you know, they get dull and they tend to get gray and that kind of thing. If it's not peeling and, and chipping, you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Just give it a good a good paint color. White is, is good. Black is good. Um, or if you want to kind of make it matchy matchy with your house, uh, talk to them, take a picture of your house and take it to the paint store and say, this is what I've got in my house. What do you think would look cute with this? Right. So you can update it like that. And that's not terribly expensive. Now, things that you can do for your windows, especially if you don't have room for shutters. Okay. Um, if what you can do is you can build a window box and actually attach it right underneath the bottom of the sill Mm -hmm. and put a plastic liner in it. It's so easy to do. And then just fill it with all kinds of random flowers. Right. And that really will give your house a huge curb appeal. Um, if you're not good with flowers, just talk to your, your garden center like Gertens yeah. and take them a picture of what you want to do. And they can totally help you you a suggestion and nice little things you can drop in there. Yes. Okay, let's talk about shutters. So Mm -hmm. if you have a house that, you know, it's got particular type of siding and you don't feel like you have enough room to put a a window shutter, Mm -hmm. take the picture of your house and take it to the hardware store and ask them, what kind of shutters could I add to my house? Because what that does, it just gives a little bit of architectural interest. Okay. So my house, for instance, is a gray house. Yes. And we've got the aluminum windows, which are kind of taupe. Yes. That kind of blend in with it. We don't have the right type of house 
to have shutters, right. in my opinion. I wish we did because mm-hmm. I like shutters. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would have given our house a little bit more interest. But when we. But they're just accents. So you're saying you needed some other accent in the front of the house? Yeah. It's okay. just like wearing a scarf. Right. Or, or mm-hmm. some sort of head thing, yeah. you know, hat. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gives a little bit more, you know, difference. So when we did ours, when we added that window box, I'm going to tell you right now. That was significant. Wow. Okay. As far as how I hated driving up to our house before we did the landscaping. Mm-hmm. And when we did little things like that and painted our door, we painted it red because yes. the house is gray. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and that from the curb was so good because it was gray with a green door. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why it was just kind of like, eh. You yeah, know, but when you changed it, it was just that. And also, too, that cheery color probably warmed everything up, even if even if it's like you just want something different sometimes. Right. Just to give it a, a different look. So be sure and just if something is bothering you about the outside, just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's totally OK. Um, another good thing to do is to replace the hardware on the door. Um, if you've got ratty looking hardware, it's not expensive to replace and it will actually give the door a fresh, fresh look. And especially if you're going to paint it, right. you know, give it a new a new handle. One of the things we do when we walk around that inspectors are going to do is they're looking at your wood trim to okay. see if there's any rotting wood mm-hmm. that needs to be replaced. So if you can take a screwdriver gently and nudge through there and it go in, it needs to be replaced. Right. Because there's no reason to have that when you know that that's going to be something that a buyer's inspector is going to call out. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and get get in touch with your handyman and right. get those things started. Yep. So when you're talking about pictures and especially aerial pictures, they're going to see everything. Okay. So anything that you have in your yard that you're, you sometimes forget that's there. They're going to pick it up. If you had a, something under a tarp just living there that you're like, one of these days I'm going to donate this away. Well, okay. you're going to have your hose that's mm-hmm. going to show up or your garbage cans or things in the backyard that might be something that you keep out there, you know, a wheelbarrow, mm-hmm. um, gardening things, things. See, I was thinking like old fire pits because I have friends that are like, I got a new fire pit. So but my old one that's ugly just sits over here in the corner. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You want to, whatever you want people to see is what they're going to see. So you want to get rid of what you don't want them to see. Right. Just like if company's coming. Exactly. Figure out someplace for it to live. Yeah. And the other thing that nobody wants to see is little trees growing up out of your gutters. Ah, fair enough. Exactly. That is a thing. And Mm -hmm. especially in the early spring. Yeah. Go ahead and get those done, especially if you don't have the gutter helmets that go on to protect the gutters. Mm -hmm. Get rid of that. If you've got a crackly gri- driveway, yes, go ahead and get the blacktop seal and get that started because mm-hmm. that'll give a really nice first impression. And last but not least, please clean your windows. Right. 100%. You've got to get those windows sparkly clean inside and out. Um, it makes a huge difference uh, it, just that on how the natural light comes and streams inside the house. Um, it's just one of those things that really, really is a, a lasting impression. So um, fence repairs, you want to definitely do that. If you happen to have bugs, if you know, ant mounds, right? Um, do something about that. You know, Make sure I, you don't have any wasp houses living on, you know, your wasp yeah. nest. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you the number of times when I've been called, people are freaking out because there's a wasp nest mm-hmm. and they're swarming and you know, you want to make sure that you're, you're staying on top of that kind of stuff because right. they, they come, they can build a house and what, you know, a minute exactly um and so you want to make sure that things like that and then fresh mulch 
who doesn't want to walk up to a house? It smells good. It looks good. It prevents the weeds. Mm -hmm. It just is the last finishing touch that you want to do. Right. And so, you know, those are some of the things that we recommend for folks to do on the outside of their house, especially now when it's nice. Um, Give yourself some good edging Mm -hmm. and keep it nice and trim. Right. Unless you're keeping it wild on purpose. And let's remind everybody your email address so they can call. They can call or email you and get a copy of that list. Yep. You can email Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com, 651-578-2218. And we have that posted on our show page here. Right. And we always want to remind you, too, you can get the copy of all those great jives. See all of those links just by going to mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. And we'll just keep everybody in the know as we go forward. Right. Yeah. We're 